stick. I'm incredibly busy, so why don't you get the hell out of here before I snap your dick off and jam it into your ass. What is happening, everybody? It is hump day. Don't be humping during this. Take a break. Take a break from all the humping that's happening right now. And um, let's talk about some movies. I like movies. I like movies. As I do it today, of course, it's Wednesday, July 28th. And we just go by so quick. Something happening, everybody. Who's, who's out there? Who's out there? Well, thank you, Mr. Wilkie. So I appreciate it. Hey, there you are in your, in your uh, avatar right there. What's up, bud? Thank you. Feel pretty good, Mr. Man. Hopefully you are too. Yeah, we got a little bit of a scam. I don't know if he's still there. But Marcus, I love the enthusiasm. I get it. Respect the opinion, but let's uh, relax a little bit. Hopefully uh doesn't go uh, too crazy. Happy hump day, Javier. What's going on, Mr. JD? We got Mr. Will Morris here too. What's up, darling? What's here? How are you doing? Hey, you know I try. Wakazoo, how you doing? Good to see you, Fear Jason, of course. Yeah, what up? Yeah, how you feeling there, bud? Huh? How's your boy Bellinger? You know, he's got a good arm. We'll say that. Oh, hey, busy night. Uh, you haven't missed anything yet. We're just rocking out. Saying hi to everybody, that's all. You're the goat. Thank you, I appreciate that, Roger. Hey, we got Mama Film Junkie here, of course. Hello, Mama. And Mr. M Enterprises, yes. How's it going? Uh, what is the big news for today? Well, we got some topics, of course. Nothing too huge. Nothing too huge, but you know, we can do it. I have the new background. Do you uh, have a new camera, too? Looks really clean. Yeah. Got a new camera. Got a new camera a little bit ago and uh, still uh, getting used to it. And you know what? It's it's so awesome. It really is. What's going on? Hello, Mr. Uh, Resonant Chat right here. We've got Abel, of course. we got Red Rum. Red Rum. Rock around Demon Record Accords. Oh, Demon Accords. Okay. What's going on, Mr. Andrew? How you doing? And we got Jesse. Jesse right here. How you doing? Yeah. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Doing good. Hopefully we're all doing good. Hopefully all we're doing good. All everybody's healthy. Everybody's good. Everybody's fine. Let's, uh, you know, of course it's Wednesday. Uh, definitely looking forward to. I'm actually going to be seeing the Green Knight tomorrow. So I am really looking forward to that film because, you know, Jungle Cruise. That's something I'll watch later. I'm just not into it. But tomorrow I'm going to be seeing uh, Green, the Green Knight. So I definitely like, uh, you know. That's just a small movie that everybody's kind of raving about, too, when it comes to when those reviews came in. But, yes, uh, the topics for today, guys, I'm going to eventually have, like, a little graphic when I'm going to show, like, the topics. Or, I don't know, there's stuff I'm going to, like, tweak again when it comes to the streams just to make it a little bit more show-like. But uh, um, I always want to just let everybody know the topics are because, you know, sometimes people are watching this afterwards. And that's why I started doing the chapters thing. So if you are watch watching this afterwards... You can actually go through and see like the different chapters on the timeline or look in the description and see all this, the different stuff. And then, of course, I do the film junkie shots where I cut out some of the topics that I talk about. But topics tonight, of course, are going to be the full on reviews. Uh, review embargo for the Suicide Squad, of course, was lifted today. So we'll be talking about those. And they're very, very extremely positive, which, you know, we'll have a discussion on whether, you know, what what does that mean? You know, when it comes to stuff, because I know being the part, you know, being the fact that, you know, the Snyder fandom and stuff like that and just stuff that's happened in the last four or five years, you kind of go, oh, my God, what is, um, you know, when it comes to review embargoes, everybody was always like just sweating bullets when it came to that stuff, when it came to other DCEU movies. And then this one's just like this one's <laughs> you know, I mean, usually we don't see this kind of positivity unless it's a Marvel movie. So it's interesting. So. We got that, and then of course uh, we're going to be talking about Christopher Nolan and Netflix, huh? Huh? That's pretty crazy. That was a uh, a little sub story to another story, which was kind of cool. And then of course uh, we're going to talk about um, some more Flash 
some more Flash movie uh, set videos that happen. I guess the big thing that I heard about didn't really happen today. Maybe it's going to be tomorrow, or maybe it was just uh, what we'll talk about. Some of the videos that came out today, which, uh, you know, it's just the same chase sequence that we keep seeing because obviously it takes a long time. And then, of course, we're going to talk about Bob Odenkirk. Update on Bob Odenkirk. And uh, I'm sure a lot of you already saw what happened with all that. But, man, a lot of us got scared because we love that guy. We love that guy. So those are the four main topics that we're going to be doing uh, today, or that we're going to be talking about today. we got Nicotina here. What's up, Andre? How you doing, sir? Um, anyways, um, so hopefully you guys' day was pretty good. Make sure you smash that like, thumbs up. Hit it. Hit it hard. Doing, yep, up. Turn the volume down on the laptop. And then, of course, hit the subscribe button if you're not subscribed yet. Hit the notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. And then, of course, what's going on, Paul? And then, of course, if you want to join Film Junkie, be a member and uh, get some uh, exclusive vlogs and, you know, once a week do an exclusive stream for you guys. So go check that out. And then, of course, um, and then of course, we've got the uh, the Patreon. If you ever if you want to really help out the pirate ship, uh, try, you know, I'm going to start doing some more exclusive. Uh, I mean, I'm going to announce after this, I'm going to announce who's going to be on the vodka stream this Friday. So. Go ahead and do that. And then, uh, you know, like I said, if uh, when it comes to the vodka stream, start, you know, getting some video submittals, some some video questions for the panel, for the guest. And then, of course, uh, I think I'm going to start doing like a little audio thing, just a little audio thing for the patron for the patrons. You know, just maybe just kind of rant off about something in like audio form. I don't know. I think that's what I'm going to add to when it comes to all that. Then, of course, if you want to um, hit the film junkie closet, got some merchandise, merchandise. Want my head on your chest? You can have some of that right there, like the exclusivo and uh, you know the film junkie shirt. Got ham, the metalhead shirt, the Harley Quinn pudding shirt, the vodka streams shirt, and then of course the Keaton with the '89 Batman logo and the Flashpoint and the cores in the font of the cops font. That's for sure. So good stuff. Good stuff. Ah, uh, <laughs> let's not talk about that. Put it behind us. Put it behind us. But anyways, guys, as per usual, I appreciate you guys clicking in. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, not a lot of stuff today. Like I said, I was hoping when I heard about the Flash movie stuff, there was going to be something. Like I said yesterday, I was hoping for more. Uh, I was like, oh, is Keaton Batmobile going to show up? But it didn't look like that was the case. So anyways, guys, go to the tweets. Hold on. Let me sure make sure I got this ready. Okay, we're good. All right. Let's go to the tweets. There we go. See what happened in the Twitter sphere today, huh? Make sure you follow me on Twitter. Hey, look at that. Thank you, guys. I hit 13,000 today. So thank you to all the new followers. Appreciate that. You know, just noticed that right now. So that's pretty cool. I love the fact that I'm only following 9-11 people. Hmm. What's going on there? Anyways, uh, Mr. Ray Porter, hey, he just uh, tweeted out not too long ago. He said, hey, speaking of cons, if you'd like me to be at one near you, then contact the organizers of that con and ask them. So if you guys want to, you know, because various cons are happening around and uh, come on, let's get Ray at some of these cons. That's one of the things that he was like looking forward to when it came to getting the gig of Darkseid. And then, of course, Sandman and everything. Guy very much deserves it. Deserves the praise. So if you guys uh, know of a con that's going to be near you, man, contact those guys and be like, hey, how do you not have dark side? Did you hear that voice? Did you not hear that voice in Zack Snyder's Justice League? Perfection. Perfection. Yes. Um, here we go right here. Uh, DC Verso. They um, talked about how Mr. John DJ talked about the addition of the Bat Tank, the war machine. There were a lot of requests at the end to try to do a lot of cool stuff. And this was a last minute request. And honestly, didn't know. I honestly didn't know. So yeah, that was one of the things that we talked about, which was, uh, you know, well, I think I even talked about it yesterday a little bit. But yeah, this shot right here, this gorgeous shot, which originally was not supposed to be this. Uh, I think he, I think they said he was going to be on like a bridge or something like that, Batman. But the fact that Snyder was like, hey, can we put this added shot that very much referenced Dark Knight Returns? And, uh, you know, obviously little details like adding the goggles on the on the dudes that are down there right there, which was awesome because, you know, they all expressed their love for the Dark Knight Returns and everything. So 
that's pretty cool. And then speaking of Ray Porter again, he got his, look at that. He's got his pop. Uh, I'm not sure if I, I think I'm getting, I don't know. I, I gotta, I definitely gotta get that pop for sure. So we'll get that. We'll get that. Of course, we'll talk about Bob Odenkirk. And then uh, here's another, I guess, a uh, Harvey Dent shot from uh, Batman Forever. Re released the Schumacher cut, huh? But yeah, a little shot of uh, Harvey Dent right there. Yeah, and then we got the Billy D. Harvey Dent that's going to be coming out in that uh, the Batman '89 comic book, which is going to be interesting because we're going to see the Billy D. Williams Two Face, which is cool. And then speaking of Batman stuff, I mean, let's face it, guys, let's face it. All right, when it comes to uh, Ben Affleck's Batman, I think we've uh, you know, I think when it comes to a cinematic Batman, I think we've seen the most vehicles, vehicles when it comes to. Ben Affleck's Batman. We've got the Batmobile, the Batwing, the Nightcrawler, the Flying Fox, the War Machine, and apparently, I mean, I guess DC Syndicate is calling it the Bat Blade. I didn't know it was referred to as the Bat Blade, but apparently, if that's what they want to call it, sure. Kind of looks like it'd be a blade. So it is kind of cool that we've seen all these vehicles, and they all very much have a similar style. I mean, we know that, you know, Totopolis designed mostly all of this but at the same time it's like yeah we got the added uh bat blade so i mean it's kind of cool to think about it. it's like hey when it comes to cinematic batmans who's had the most uh vehicles when it comes to that i would say mr batflick that's right that's right so that was pretty cool i like that I like that of course talk about that um brian cranston of course hey 15 years happy 15th to miami vice i don't care what anybody says I really, I really like Miami Vice. Michael Mann's Miami Vice that came out 15 years ago today. I really enjoyed the shit out of this movie. It didn't do that well, and a lot of people were kind of like, huh, they probably wanted like an 80s style, like, you know how they did with Starsky and Hutch that Todd Phillips did with Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson? They probably wanted something more like that, like, hey, let's make fun of it. But Michael Mann actually took Miami Vice and just made it a serious movie, a serious Michael Mann cop drama. And I don't care what anybody says. I like it. I like it. I always was uh, I always was a fan of it. So I thought it was actually a pretty damn good movie. So it's one of those uh, it's one of those ones that if I you know I'll be in the mood for it, just put it on. There's just something about it. I always liked uh, Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell in the in the role and stuff. So and then here's a movie near and dear to my heart that has a little fun fact from joeblow.com the sandlot. In order to establish the close bond between Smalls and Benny, the director had Todd Gurry and uh Michael Vitar meet and rehearse together weeks before the rest of the kids showed up to film. It worked so well that the other kids generally believed the two actors had been friends for a long time. So smart right there. It's one of my all-time favorite baseball movies of course. Such a great movie. Uh, I remember they were like kind of, they had like a little reunion pretty recent or, you know, I think it was maybe a couple of years ago and they talked about doing like a follow-up. That'd be interesting if they could do a follow-up to this movie. That'd be, I don't know, a sequel to this movie when they're all adults now, that would be something very interesting, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, hey, who wants another Haunted Mansion movie? I don't really care for a Haunted Mansion movie, but... Apparently, uh, who's going to star in it? Or I don't know if it's, uh, I guess, Deadline. According to Deadline, yeah. Lakeith uh, Stanfield and uh, Tiffany Haddish are going to star in the uh, Haunted Mansion movie for Disney. Like, okay, Tiffany Haddish, she's kind of an acquired taste. She's funny, but a little bit, you know, she comes on a little bit too strong sometimes, in my opinion. But uh, Lakeith Stanfield, he's an excellent actor. Um, obviously, he was recently in the movie that came out in the uh, beginning of the year where he got nominated uh, for stuff. And uh, yeah, so curious to see what they do with that. But yeah, when it kind when it comes to uh, when it comes to Disney movies about about their rides at their theme parks, I enjoy Haunted Mansion: The Ride. It's great. It's definitely great. But man. I, I just don't. I, I I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. And hey. Rest in peace for, to the basis of ZZ Top. Dusty Hill, man. He, uh, I mean, we lost, we lost a legend yesterday. We lost a, we lost this legend today. I mean, I was never like a huge on ZZ Top, but you know, you always knew who ZZ Top was. 
and what their sound was. They definitely had a, uh, a new sound. And uh, hey, cheers. Cheers to him. Uh, may he rest in peace. But at 72 years old, he lived a pretty uh, long, full life. So yeah, rest in peace, Dusty Hill. Stop taking, you know, geez. Stop taking these rock legends. But like I said, 72. So, Eddie, what? No, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. That, the original Haunted Mansion movie was great. It was not great. Not great. Um, and then, according to Netflix, um, they're not going to be doing a sequel to um, Six Underground, which I'm okay with. I thought that was fine as a one off. I don't need a sequel. Um, according to uh, them, they said at the end of the day, we didn't feel like we nailed the mark to justify coming back again. There just wasn't the de that deep love for those characters or that world. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a fucking Michael Bay movie. You know, it's a Michael Bay movie that's batshit crazy about these guys that are essentially ghosts. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. I'm OK with there just being a one off. I'm OK with it. I'm actually very much OK. Ah, very much okay with it. And then speaking of movies that are not going to happen, thank God. Ah, thank God, because I was like, I, I was never a fan of this, of this uh, idea. The Die Hard prequel, McLean, is no longer happening due to the Disney Fox merger. So, hey, here's a plus, guys. You know, a lot of us are, we're not, we're kind of worried and worried about the franchises that, that Disney was going to acquire from Fox and specifically the R-rated franchises. And then we have Die Hard that was going to do a McLean prequel. And I don't think anybody was really down for it who are Die Hard fans, Die Hard, Die Hard fans, if you will. And, you know, I just was not totally about it. And I was like, eh, it's just, I, I, no, no, don't do it. So thankfully it's not going to happen. So it's not going to happen. Thankfully not going to happen. This poor dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he got through the door at least. Sorry. And then, hey, look at this. Okay. So a lot of Will Smith, there's been some Will Smith talk, but uh, apparently uh, Netflix is finally close uh, to having a final script for Bright 2. What the hell? How long has this been taken? Jesus. This course, according to uh, Variety, this is just, um, like I said, there was a lot of little sub stories when it came to this um this variety this variety uh post about the uh, about netflix and uh, mr stuber and uh apparently they asked about bright 2 so we're finally going to be getting a sequel to bright 2 i need to watch it again because i watched it when it came out and i have not watched it for a second time and i definitely should because it was a unique movie i mean regardless i know there was probably some issues uh because we all know who wrote the first one well, uh, you know, let's we don't have to talk about that specific human being. You know, he's uh, not not the best of uh, of a of a guys. But the director, of course, awesome, awesome. Hey, we got Meg here. Um, but yes, um, I always thought this world was unique, and they could really expand on it. I mean, it really the camaraderie between uh, Smith and um, uh, what's his name? You guys will tell me. Ah, totally drawn a blank. Could see him, uh, Joel Edgerton. That's right. Um, and you know, the fact that he had to put on all that makeup and everything, I mean, was awesome because you really didn't, you wouldn't tell that that was Joel Edgerton right there. So, but I'm really, I'm, I'm thinking that they really could have like a hit franchise here. I'm surprised it's taken this long for them to, um, to get another, to get another sequel. I mean, I mean, obviously there's probably a little bit of issues when it came to, you know, again, the writer of the first one who will remain nameless because, yeah. Um, but you know, it was, uh, the lure of the world is definitely there. And I think that, you know, Will Smith, I mean, remember yesterday we talked about how David Leitch and Will Smith are going to be doing a movie together for Netflix. So it's like, Hey, Netflix is going, you know what? Will Smith, he's still Will Smith. So let's, uh, why aren't we capitalizing on more Will Smith? I mean, come on, let's do that, please. And uh, I think they could really just do much more with this world and where, uh, where to take it. Now, the question is, of course, guys, is will David Ayer come back? to direct it. Now, I don't, it wasn't mentioned. I don't think in the article, um, let me see. I, let me, let me open up the article a little bit. I didn't, I was kind of like scrolled through because there's a lot of things that talk about it, but I don't think there was any mention. I don't think there was really, uh, any mention of, uh, David Ayer or anything like that. So hopefully, hopefully David Ayer can, uh, 
getting to the director's seat again. I, I don't know if anybody like try to tag him on anything on Twitter or something, you know, so to try to get him, see if he would be, um, down for doing that again, that would be sweet. Yeah. I'm not really seeing they're, they're mentioning a lot of things, of course, in this article right here, but yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see what happens, but hopefully because man, we need some more David Ayer films in our lives, you know? I mean, obviously we can, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit, but yeah. So anyways, guys, pretty exciting. I think, uh, I think a lot of people are uh, down for this, but yes, bright two coming soon. Script is almost finalized. So just bring back David Ayer, huh? I think he's got, I think he tapped, I thought he, I think he tapped into this world pretty well. The world of fantasy in LA. I mean, come on, why not? So, I mean, David Ayer knows LA and David Ayer is good with the fantasy stuff. I mean, it, it all just works. So do it, Netflix, please. Anyways, we got a, uh, a new poster with a watcher and Marvel's What If. Cool. Really looking forward to this, August 11th. Um, I think I actually, I didn't renew my Disney Plus account after Loki, so I got to renew it again. So, yeah. Of course, we'll be talking about some of that. Hey, look at new Funko Pops, Meg. Um, yeah, so we got some new Funko Pops uh, coming soon. Heroes uh, DC Imperial Palace. Pre-order them right now. You look up Funko. Uh, nope. I mean, do they even... I mean, I'm surprised there's no Batman here, but I like the fact that they have Jon Stewart Green Lantern. That's really cool. So there you go. There you go. She already pre-ordered. There it is. Pre-ordered two. Uh, uh, uh. Anyways, <clears throat> yeah, of course, we'll be talking about that. All that stuff. And hey, look at this. Hey, on this day, 1995, it's Colossal Maritime sets the groundbreaking special effects made in the most expensive film ever made at the time release on this day, 1995 Waterworld. I don't care what anybody says. I love Waterworld. Okay. You can even ask mom film junkie. I watched this movie a lot when I was a kid. I thought it was great. And of course it flopped, I guess, because well, they, you know, like I said, one of the biggest movies possible, one of the biggest movies possible. But then I love what Arrow Films Video says right here, theatrical cut versus Ulysses cut. So obviously the director, and what's interesting about it is like, there's a whole thing about it right here, the Ulysses cut that I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, there is something right here. And like, there's an article that even talks about it uh, from Screen Rant that was released not even like like a month and a half ago. It says, the, does the extended Waterworld Ulysses cut make it a better movie? And I'm like, I don't even remember seeing like an extended cut of this so i'm kind of curious about it really curious about it i don't know so i'm just kind of wondering like has anybody seen this you know oh there emerged like theatrical and tv edits making the most complete and uncut version of Waterworld there is the edit has passed along in fan circles for many years before the fabled ulysses cut got an official release as part of a an Arrow Blu-ray special edition in 2019. I did not know this. It runs at 171 minutes. So I got to grab this. I got to grab this. Yeah. I did not know that there was a, an extended cut of Waterworld. Why don't you guys tell me? Shit. But I definitely, I definitely have to uh, check this out. So I'm going to have to like try to track this down and get it because yeah, 171 minutes. Wow. So it's over three, a little over three hours. Am I doing the math right on that? <laughs> I don't even know. Just under three hours. Sorry. 180 minutes. Yeah. So that is very interesting. Need it. Need that cut. So I'm going to definitely check that out because like I said, I haven't watched that movie in forever and I need to watch that movie for sure. So again, and I want to watch the extended cut. Here's a cool little uh, drawing right here. that's showing, uh, you know, the different Batmans and the different Jokers, of course. You know, we got uh, Adam West, Keaton, Bale, and Affleck dealing with their jokers right there. Uh, and then we got uh, Black Adam. Uh, according to Har Hiram uh, Garcia, he says, Black Adam's tone is much more aggressive. There's much more edge. We push the bar in terms of effects, how he flies, how he utilizes his powers, meeting the JSA. We're establishing a big universe. So producer, yeah, Harem Garcia is talking some good things about, about uh, that. The extended cut is easy to find, but the Ulysses cut is rare. Yes, yeah, that's the one I want to see. 
that's the one I want to see. So we're going to have to try to track that down for sure, because I definitely, definitely want to see that. And this is kind of cool right here. I mean, this is like two minutes. This is two ah! minutes of Lewis Tan. <laughs> Remember when we saw a video like this with uh, Hugh Jackman? So now he's doing his like ADR of, you know, fighting and stuff like that. And I mean, regardless of how you felt about Mortal Kombat and maybe even his performance, this is pretty cool right here. I'm not going to lie. Like, how do you do that? I mean, this is an entire workout here. I'm, I'm surprised he's not like in workout attire. He's wearing, he's wearing a uh, skinny jeans and an Ivana shirt. Like what the hell? You'd think you'd want to be like a little bit more mobile, but yeah. I mean, it's like, compare this to the Hugh Jackman ADR from Logan, but I thought that was kind of cool. And then, uh, hey, Dodger fans, how, how about this? Now, I can't show it because it's MLB stuff, but yeah, that was bad. That was bad. MLB will just like, nope, you can't show that. So I can't really full on show that, but Emily, yeah. <laughs> I see you, Jose. Yeah, that was quite the throw he had right there. That's for sure. And then Winston Duke, Winston Duke. Will voice Batman and David S. Goyer's Batman Unburied. Remember when uh, we heard about David Goyer was going to do like a voice audio um, talking about, you know, doing a Batman story? Well, apparently he hired Winston Duke to voice Batman. Interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, when it comes to the, the argument of like, hey, if they ever cast a new Batman, should they race bend Batman? I mean, obviously, they've when it comes to newer Batmans, especially recently, it's like, yeah, they've already kind of done that with newer characters. But I guess this is one way to do it. I'm, uh, I'm sure his voice will lend pretty good to uh, to that audio, to that audio podcast. So it should be interesting. And then, of course, Emily Blunt keeps getting asked about superhero movies. It's not something I, I turn my nose up uh, up at at all. So, But they should stop. Just, just, just stop asking her about it. She's put the kibosh on that so many times. Just leave Emily Blunt alone. I don't think she's ever going to do a superhero movie. She should have been. I mean, if anything, she should have been Captain Marvel. Should have been pretty perfect. But at the same time, you want her to be, I don't know. I think, I don't know. Who could she play? Who could she play in the, uh, the DCEU, though? Who could she play there? That's a question. Like, how could she, if she, if she were going to get pulled into this world, who would she play there? I don't know. But then again... I don't think uh, we, we, we don't have to really decide that because I don't think she's ever going to do that. So, yep, <laughs> it's okay, Jose. Maybe tonight will uh, we'll be better. <laughs> I hope not. But and that was <laughs> that, that game, man. That was that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, just leave her alone. But of course, everybody's going to ask her about that. Every even though she said like many times, Cassandra Kane, come on. <laughs> Azure is Carl Zarell, yeah. Hawk Girl, yeah. Hawk Girl. That could work, but I don't think they're going to be casting anybody uh, white for Hawk Girl. That's for sure. They'll, they probably definitely will not do that. So, anyways, let's get to uh, let's get to those Suicide Squad reviews. Okay. So, I mean, we already we talked about the reactions yesterday, and super positive, of course, which is usually the case. When it comes to the embargo to do reactions on social media, they're usually pretty damn good, uh, pretty damn positive, and they were. And then now the embargo got lifted today as well. I mean, sadly, I didn't, I haven't seen it. Doesn't look like I'm going to see it early. I'm probably just going to see it next week with everybody else, unless I can try to get something that uh, in the next couple of days. Uh, I know some people who uh, were getting special invites for the Suicide Squad to go see. I guess see it tomorrow. So good on you guys and everything so currently right now and i know i know i know i know we hate the tomato but uh, you know but of course i'm just gonna show the tomato show the the fact that you know but like i said i just wish that they would populate those damn the damn averages i mean yeah i mean it's it's it is a flawed system because it's just like the way that it's doing it but you know right now obviously it's a 98 percent 62 reviews but i'm just like where is the average Where's that average review that people put, you know, underneath? Because every critic puts an average review, a rating right here. And it's like, come on, what is happening here? So, but here's uh, one of the, here's some of the things that some of these critics are saying about this gun gets it together with wicked sense of humor, wicked sense of humor, bro. And an evident and an evident affection for his characters who, though not so endearing as his guardians of the galaxy, 
are a hoot and hang around to hang around with. And we're going to talk about this one negative review. <laughs> There's only one negative review right now. And I, and, and, and I, and I did because another thing that's, that's provided to you is they do have links to the full review. And that's what I like to look at as well. Um, apparently that's how you do it. All right. Or do you compare it to see a three out of five? Interesting film, considerably more entertaining than its predecessor. <laughs> but we haven't seen the full on movie yet. Right, right, right. Retaining the cold drought draught of bleakness that blows through the best of the DC universe, but with a visual brightness and romantic yearning that makes guns work pop. So, so yeah, there's a lot of talk about the colors, the colors, the colors. When Gunn took on Guardians of the Galaxy, he turned nonsense into gold for Marvel. I will back up that for sure. By giving the Suicide Squad the same sense of mischief mischief, and an equally surreal streak, he's done the same for DC. Mm. Again, when they talk about colors and things popping, I'm like, did you not see? Did you not see? <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. yeah. It, kinda, you kinda, it, it does kind of make you wonder because... Obviously, people, you know, when it comes to critics, very much when it comes to them in MCU movies, now that an MCU director has fully directed a movie, you almost kind of wonder, like, how much uh, the bias is a little bit real there. You know, you kind of you kind of know it, it is there a little bit. Uh, it's dazzling, colorful. Uh, there's the colorful again and righteous, uh, righteously crass and also emotionally alive, says Mr. Robbie Collin. Interesting. The Suicide Squad is probably the closest we'll get to a big budget trauma, trauma film released by a major studio. And it's high time we treasure that warts and all. I can't think of anyone better than James Gunn to have served up hilarious mayhem without letting the whole thing slide into nihilism uh, or lose touch with actual emotion amid the body count. So, ha, 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 people dying. Yeah, I don't know. See, I'm kind of wondering, uh, you know, there's things that I wonder about when, like, reading some of this stuff. It truly feels uh, like Gunn's career has come full circle on this film, and I loved how... Wonderfully unhinged, the Suicide Squad is at times where Gunn's enthusiasm for crafting bizarre cinematic experiences is fully on display from start to finish. This is a movie where the U.S. government hires a shark that talks like Sylvester to tear people in half, and it is sick. It is sick as hell. All right, seen it, but still positive. Where's his rating right there? That's interesting. That sometimes they don't put the rating right there. I guess that that's up to the to the actual person. Fuses James Gunn early uh, career trauma sensibilities with the enormous misfit heart of Guardians of the Galaxy, while giving Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn some of her best action and dialogue thus far. It's good to hear that at least. It lets writer director James Gunn indulge his wildest impulses. I don't know if I don't know if we want to go down that road. In a way, Marvel would simply never allow and still manages to be very funny and emotionally satisfying. Okay. So we got all that. We got all that and it's good. It's great. The question is, all right, so we have an R-rated DC movie that's come out and it's getting rave reviews. Okay? So is this a good thing or a bad thing? Obviously, every, every, everything is a good thing. Sadly, it's part of it. And, uh, you know, even to the, and, you know, I, I will always express that no matter what the fucking tomato meter says, I know it says it's, you know, but at the same time, just go. If you want to see the movie yourself, obviously go to yourself. I'm not, I don't let a tomato tell me exactly what to do. If I want to see a movie, I'm going to see a movie. Uh, I always hate it when I had fan or friends that just kind of go like, well, I just looked at Rotten Tomatoes at a 47%. percent Ah, sigh, just sigh. I hate that when people uh, look at that. But sadly, it's just where we are when it comes to uh, stuff like that. But at the same time, so positive reviews. Now we got to wonder what the box office is going to be like. Now, obviously, we're going to be able to watch it same day on HBO Max. So obviously, there's going to be a little bit of effect on that. I'm not sure exactly how quickly is HBO Max. How quickly is Warner Brothers, Warner Media, gonna? release those numbers. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming pretty quickly. I don't know. Um, but at the same time, I know when it comes to, especially in this fandom and everything, like, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that want to boycott it that are just, are absolutely just shitting all over it and stuff like that. Ah, is that a gnat? 
Um, obviously, we got all that. We got all that. But then I'm kind of wondering, like, okay, so if the buzz gets high, if the hype get the hype is high, and maybe even the box office does pretty well for post pandemic or you know end of pandemic, is it does that help the release of the air cut or not? Because you almost kind of go like, okay, people are on a Suicide Squad high. What if we release this unreleased version of the first Suicide Squad that maybe people will dig on, you know, that's what I kind of wonder. Does it help it or does it get, they go, no, we're never going to, we're never going to release that now that, that it's going to be, um, that this, that everybody's responding very well to this one. That's why like one of the questions I kind of had, and I was kind of thinking about, does it help the air cut or does it not? If reviews are positive and if the box office for being towards the end of pandemic box office simultaneously released, of course, does it actually help? And I mean, part of me, I want to look at it like optimistically, like, Hey, of course that would help. And I think it would be smart for after they let it just play for about a month and a half, two months. And then they just HBO max Warner media just goes, Hey, you know, if you like that, we have this other version of the first movie. Why don't you check it out? I don't know. What do you guys think? It'd be a mistake to ignore the air cut. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you. So that's, uh, that's, that's just one of the, uh, it's one of the questions I kind of had when it came to the, the positivity that we're seeing for this sequel I hear. Ooh, Saffron company. But anyways, uh, the one bad review, <laughs> the one bad review is on inews.co.uk. And it says the Suicide Squad review, not even Margot Robbie can save this confetti colored stupidity. Whoa. <laughs> This is from Christina Newland. And by the way, apparently I saw a tweet thing where apparently she's getting blasted for her one negative review, which is like, don't do that. Please stop doing that. Just because she gave her review, honest review, doesn't mean you have to like blast it. Uh, let's see. You are brainstorming more than Warner Brothers. I know because it would seem to be like, hey, capitalize, capitalize. If this thing gets hyped up like crazy, release an alternate version of the first Suicide Squad. Just seems like a no-brainer again. Sorry, I got to plug in my laptop. Forgot to plug it in. So, yeah, I'm trying to, you know, Jesus Christ. But this, okay, so then it says right here, it says, Guardians of the Galaxy-style goofiness mixed in with lingering shots of maimed uh, lasagna-like innards feels just plain wrong it's like someone exposing themselves at a wedding holy shit she is just going hard at this one if you pay attention to the movie on the internet you may have noticed a common complaint about modern superhero films they're mainly neutered with no sense of jeopardy violence or sexuality uh james gunn director of the suicide squad appears to have listened to this and come up with a solution to make a movie so crass that we'll be begging to go back to the kids stuff. <laughs> oh my God. She's just drilling into this thing. The answer of sorts to David. See, but then she also, she also makes a jab at the first suicide squad to David Ayer's dull, disjointed suicide squad, not disjointed by, because of him though, is, uh, is an anything but dull explosion of hyper real violence. Limbs are torn from bodies as a gang of freakish mercenaries, including, Super Assassin's Bloodsport, The Peacemaker, and Harley Quinn are forced on a mission under uh, the uh, the under the uh, the guide of um, shadowy um, government program. You know, so yeah. Then she kind of gives that thing. Guardians of the Galaxy uh, goofiness mixed with lingering shots of maimed. Yeah, we already heard that. In the interest of being charitable, there are some good actors here: Elba, Robbie, and Cena, chief uh, chief among them. Robert's Quinn, uh, Robbie's Quinn off the back of the uh, punky energy of Chris, uh, Kathy Yan's Birds of Prey is the best thing about the movie by a country mile. The screen lights up with her red-gowned machine gun-toting presence, but even she cannot save this movie. In the third act, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to like go into all that because I don't want, I don't think, uh, well, they talk about, you know, the beautiful monster, stuff like that. Some may give the Suicide Squad credit for the inventiveness uh, um, of the gutsiness and the gutsiness. In my view, the fact this confetti-colored stupidity is getting any credit at all reveals what a dire state 
contemporary superhero films are in. Ouch, man. Yeah, she really drilled into that damn thing. She really did drill into that. And it's like, well, hey, that's true. But at the same time, it sucks that people are like dogpiling her Twitter right now or something like that. It's far as I could tell, it's like she gave an honest opinion. That's what she does. That's what critics do. Give an honest opinion. I think I love, I like the fact that she, that there was like this one, this one bad review of it. You know, there's only been 60 reviews, but the fact that there was one bad review and she really just deal like dug into it. Like she did right there. That just shows you like, yeah, it's legit. It wasn't like she was just trying to do it. You know, sometimes it feels like sometimes these critics just want to be like the go with the flow. Go with everybody else. I think we all kind of suspected that when it came to, you know, how is it that every MCU movie is always like just, you know, fresh, 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 fresh. You know, and I love that, you know, Mr. Colbert, after the Black Widow Rotten Tomato score, which wasn't as high as some of the others, but then he kind of broke it down a little bit, kind of broke down like their system and everything. And it's just, you know, it is interesting to see how it's like that. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Gunn indicated that he talked to Ayer about his cut. Yes. And, you know, I mean, that's the thing. Like I said, when it all comes down to it, that's the one thing I was thinking about. I'm like, does the positivity for this movie, does it help the Ayer cut or not? You know, I mean, obviously certain people will say it will not, that only boycotting will be the only solution. But then some people maybe say that, that there is. And I'm kind of looking at it, like I, like I said, I'm looking at it optimistically. You know, I'm kind of going, is can it happen? Because they're, you know, it just seems like they don't have to. It's got to be less than ten million to finish the air cut. It really is gonna. It would cost probably less than ten million just to finish it. Because, hey, well, you know, let's face it, they're not putting in Steppenwolf. They're not, you know, reinserting Steppenwolf in like that information we heard last year from a certain someone that is no longer around. Um, uh, that, uh, yeah, they're not gonna be doing that. It's just all about finishing up whatever that was there. And we all know that there was test screenings with Ayer's cut. So, and we've, he's said time and time again that it does in fact exist. So, uh, yeah, yeah. The view. Yeah. Anybody taking shots at, uh, at Ayer's version. Yeah. It doesn't help either, but, but the thing is to, though, too, it's like, remember how excited and how hyped people were that Jared Leto's Joker was going to be part of the additional photography for Zack Snyder's justice league. That was one of the most talked about things on social media. I, I mean, it's just, you know, and with the plan, what's your plan not to capitalize on the hype? It's like, Hey, Hey, guess what? I mean, this is, there's two things that they could utilize to get people excited for this alternate version of suicide squad. It's like, Hey, more Jared Leto Joker. Remember how excited you guys were when he was going to be part of the additional photography for Zack Snyder's just like, well, we got more in this movie. Okay. And it's an alternate version. You know, that version that we released had yeah, this one's better. This one's better. Of course, people still shit on it. Yeah, naturally. But at the same time, I'm just like, it's, it's there. It's there, guys. It's fucking there. But man, tell you what. They don't think. They don't think. That first Suicide Squad trailer. I know. And that, that first Suicide Squad trailer that we saw, well, that was 100% what David Ayer was going for. That's what his tone was. That's what it was supposed to be. And come on. Let's release it. Please release it. So anyways, that's just what I'm thinking right there. Um, you know, when it comes to all this. So, all right, let's talk about uh, Christopher Nolan and Netflix. What? That's right. <laughs> I mean, going back to Warner Brothers. I mean, what's going on over there? They got to be hearing this news and being like, wait a minute. They're trying to take Nolan away from us. What? But yes, now, again, this goes back to that Variety article talking to Mr. Stuber. Um, and let's see, yeah. Let's see, I got the uh, the article right here, of course, and uh, pretty much got it. I got it. I got it where he talks about Christopher Nolan. But can you imagine? Can you imagine if they got Christopher Nolan? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So it says right here, after talking about already, they're going to be working with Steven Spielberg, by the way. Uh, it says the deal with Amblin gives Stuber hope that he might be able to lure Christopher Nolan, an outspoken advocate for the big screen experience, to Netflix, particularly now that Nolan has soured on Warner Brothers over the studio's decision to send the entire 2021 film slate to HBO Max. The pair have had ongoing conversations. 
And this is what he has to say right here. If and when he comes up with his new movie, it's about can we be a home for it and what would we need to do to make it happen, says Stuber. He's an incredible filmmaker. I'm going to do everything I can in this business. I've learned you need to have zero ego. I get punched and knocked down and get back up. Well, there you go. I get knocked down, but I get up again. So there you go. So yeah, a lot of people were like, you know, kind of freaking out about it, but I mean, just ongoing conversations. That's a good thing. And like I said, it would just be another, another L from Warner Brothers, you know? Even though when it came to the whole thing, when it came to HBO Max and the, the dual release kind of thing, I was kind of going, well, what else are you going to do when, when, when things are happening right now? And it, it made sense. It still, to me, made sense when it comes to people still not trusting going to movie theaters and whatnot. People are still scared. It's just the way it is. So, but, um, so, you know, there was a part of me that, yeah, that disagreed with how, how Nolan approached that. And the fact of the matter is, is like Tenet probably would have been, I don't know what they would have did if they would have just kept postponing Tenet. And we were kind of hoping that maybe Christopher Nolan was going to be the savior of movie theaters, but I don't know. But now we got Netflix that are going to, you know, they're going to be really trying. They're going to go for it. Like when he has his new movie ready, he's just going to, they're just going to go for it and see what happens. But, but the thing, the fact of the matter is if they do this, they're going to have to have limited release movie, like theatrical releases. I don't think Nolan is going to be just okay with just 100% on Netflix. They're going to have to do something. And obviously when Scorsese came in with the Irishman, they had like what a week or something like that, or was it two weeks? I'm not sure. Um, and then of course, you know, with, with, uh, I don't think they're going to, I mean, when it came to army of the dead, I got to see it in movie in, in the theater. So they did it with Zach. I mean, they got Zach, they got Spielberg, they got, they got, they got a uh, Scorsese. I mean, it's just crazy how Netflix is getting these heavy hitter directors, man. It, it is pretty awesome. I mean, you, you see that all the time. Like Netflix is really just, they're really just, um, Showing how it's done, I guess you could say, and getting all these uh, heavy hitters. But at the same time, they got to come up with some kind of plan where they can release in movie theaters. I mean, it's possible. Obviously, we've seen it. So they're probably working out some kind of plan, some kind of pitch when it comes to Christopher Nolan. I mean, we know, we all know, like anytime Christopher Nolan goes, hey, I have my new movie ready, let's do it. it, it I mean, when before we had any idea about Tenet. I remember that was huge news. It was absolutely huge news that Christopher Nolan was, hey, he's got an untitled movie that he's going to release in like a year and a half or something like that. And everybody freaked out about it because it's Christopher Nolan. It's Christopher Nolan. Pretty awesome. But of course, you know, mixed reviews when it came to Tenet. You know, I that that, that did happen. So, um, and then of course, the way that he was responding to all this, you know, he might want to get back on people's good graces. I don't know. There's that whole aspect of it too. But then Christopher Nolan's going to do whatever Christopher Nolan wants to do. That's the thing. That's the deal. And obviously, now, yeah, Matt Reeves has first look deal with Netflix, too. So there you go. I mean, it's just funny how, like, Netflix is really just killing it when it comes to doing, when it comes to approaching these directors and just give them that first look deal and just, like, hey, you have all the freedom you want. Do whatever the hell you want. How much money you need? Well, here you go. So I guess we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Because I always found it weird too, like when Tenant was being when they were doing the marketing stuff, they were doing they were releasing trailers on Fortnite. Like what? That was weird. Like people were in the Fortnite world and watching it on a screen in Fortnite. And I'm just kind of going, okay, is Nolan embracing digital, embracing this kind of new world that this all is going in? I always found that kind of interesting. Or was that a studio thing? I don't know. It's all very interesting, but I don't know. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Yeah. Tenet showed Nolan weakness. Mm, yeah. Well, eh, I still like Tenet. Yeah, I do still like Tenet. You just got to watch it with subtitles. <laughs> and if you live in an apartment complex, turn it down. Anyways. All right. More set videos from the Flash set. All right. So. Apologize, guys. I know, like I said yesterday, I heard that something big was going to be happening. And I had fingers crossed that maybe it was going to be like, oh, is Keaton's Batmobile going to show up? But now it was more of the same. 
of what we've been seeing all week. I, I mean, it, to me, it sounds like it was like they were, they were doing like the end of the chase sequence when it came to the flash, because this specific video right here kind of shows almost like, Oh, is this the end of it? Is that what they're shooting? Is this like the big, like uh climax of all this stuff? So it was this video right here where you see the Hummer that Batman is uh chasing after you see it crash into this, uh, it's stiff happening right here. So you see that, look, there's the Hummer right there. It kind of crashes into this fountain right here. So I don't know. Look at this statue right here. I'm like, hey, is that, is that, uh, no, it's probably just almost look like a Batman statue, but yeah. So that's pretty much, I don't know. I don't know if that was like the thing that maybe it was heard about. I know this is why I'm not a scooper. Yeah, that's definitely why I'm not. <laughs> I <laughs> try not to be fuck that fuck that but uh so we had that happen today okay and then of course you know more shots I forgot to mention like you know the you know the running title for the working title for the flash is baby shower <laughs> no idea why they came up with that but yeah baby shower so we got a couple more things with that we got this shot right here which is always cool to see Got the Hummer going. You got to look at that. Pretty cool. So, like I said, it's just kind of more of the same. Just more of the chase sequence. It's kind of showing. And, you know, of course, seeing the Bat Blade, as some people have called it right there. The Bat Bike. Just going. Yeah, nothing too, too much to see right there. But yeah, baby shower. Very interesting. Here's a close-up of uh, um, a Gotham City cap car, police car right there. Some more videos. This one's pretty long, actually. You just got the bat bike. Mr. Uh, Mr. Rick English. I saw somebody uh, thinking it was Citrone. It's not Richard Citrone. It is Rick English, who also, of course, did um, the, um, the bike sequences. For the Batman, he was also Pattinson's guy. And then we got, hey, we got uh, Jezel edits right here. Did a little edit, you know. But you know, he used a tactical suit because it looks very much like the tactical suit that he's wearing. So that's pretty cool, right there. Some cool fan art, or uh, you know, stuff like that. Let's not look at why do you, why, I don't know why they still have this. The, the Flash, the Flash film news. I recommend following them because they've been covering this like a T. If you want to like get all like the quick updates when it comes to what's happening on the set. <laughs> I just love how they have that pin tweet as, <laughs> as uh, you know, the, uh, the flash lightsabers <laughs> anyway. So, um, but yeah, so maybe, I mean, I don't know if the big thing that was going to be that I was hearing about was just the Hummer going into that fountain. I don't know. I was, like I said, I had, I had high hopes that, Oh, we're going to see, you know, Keaton's Batmobile in action. That'd be cool. Are we going to see Sasha Kaye Superman, Superman, Supergirl, sorry, um, swoop in and do something. Are we going to see, are we going to see the flood? You know, I don't think we're going to see the flash costume until they actually release a promo because it seems like probably everything that has to do with flash stuff is probably going to be mainly on a set, obviously, but then it makes you kind of wonder like, Hey, this whole chase sequence, I don't think it's going to be over yet. There's probably going to be more to be shot. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. But it's been a it's been a week of, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of Batman on that uh, on that bat bike. And it's been pretty cool. So but I'm just kind of wondering, if we, are we ever going to see the Keaton Batmobile in full on action? Are we going to see it driving around? I'm, I, I, you almost got to believe that. Yeah, you have to see that thing driving around sometime. Right. It's got to be, you know, there's got, you don't just bring back, you don't just bring back the Keaton Batmobile and just have it displayed in the cave. I mean, obviously we saw the, the leaked concept art. They do get into the Batmobile and it has apparently back seats now, which is interesting. That's right. I don't know if that's actually going to be part of the design, but that was kind of weird when we saw that concept art and there was back seats in the Batmobile. I'm just kind of going like, I mean, it's fucking things on a station wagon. It's not supposed to haul a, a family, but then again, this is a 70-year-old Batman who's had probably his Robins and Batgirls and whatever the hell. Uh, but, yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see, man. Uh, wasn't the Flash catching falling babies in the concept art? Yeah, that was also pretty crazy, too. I'm like, what is that scene? Falling babies. Hey, 
If Andy Muschietti, you know, why not? Falling, I know that was interesting. I'm, yeah, I remember seeing that too, and I'm like, wow, yeah, there, there literally is falling babies, and he was like catching them, which sounds like an awesome scene. Sounds definitely like an awesome scene, but man, talk about whoever uh, drew that up. Kind of makes you wonder. Did Warner Brothers put the kibosh on that? The scary idea. The Flash also has the scary idea about falling babies. Can't do that, Andy. Can't do that. Hopefully not, because. Not the same people are working there, but some of the same people are still working there. So God knows when it comes to uh, Warner Brothers, they probably thought that that was a, a scary idea. But what can you do? Batman and Batgirl on uh, on a back. Ew, don't even talk about that. No, 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 no. Yeah. He put the back seat in there so we can. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Why'd you got to put that in my head? No, we don't need a. No, no, no. Damn you. Damn you. Anyways. Ugh. So more videos come about. You know, of course, I'll cover them, talk about them, stuff like that. All right, Bob Odenkirk, man. Uh, protect this man, protect this man. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, he's been around for a while. Um, obviously, a comedic actor pops in in various, you know, he's popped into shows and, of course, movies, and he's always just very likable, even though he's, you know, he can always be a douche and he plays a good douchebag, but a likable douche. That's what he does. And, of course, Better Call Saul which I have, I got into the first season, but I have not continued. I was very much into Breaking Bad. I've watched Breaking Bad, I think, three times throughout. And uh, that's one of my all-time favorite shows. Breaking Bad was amazing. Uh, so I need to, I think once Better Call, I think this is the last season of Better Call Saul. I think when that comes out, I'm going to binge watch the shit out of that. Um, and then, of course, Nobody that came out earlier this year, which was absolutely fantastic. You guys saw my review, loved that movie. And apparently they were talking about, they were talking about a sequel, but, um, yeah, apparently yesterday they were filming, uh, an episode of, uh, better call Saul in New Mexico. And he, and he collapsed, he collapsed, which scary. And then it was kind of going like, okay, let's get an update here. And it took a little bit, but, if, uh, we finally do have an update and uh this is what his people had to say i just pulled this uh screenshot of this quote right here so this is what's going on with mr bob odenkirk we can confirm bob is in stable condition after experience a heart related incident he and his family would like to express gratitude for the incredible doctors and nurses looking after him as well as his cast crew and producers who have stayed by his side the odenkirks odenkirks would also like to thank everyone for the outpouring of well wishes and asking for their privacy at this time as Bob works on recovery. So there you go. There you go. So he's in, so he's in stable condition. That's really good. Uh, apparently, yeah, it was heart related. I mean, obviously it's hot in New Mexico. Let's face it. New Mexico gets hotter than a lot of other places in the, uh, in this country. So I don't know if it had something to do with that. Part of me was kind of wondering, you know, because I know it's a touchy subject, but you know, sometimes or you know, I was wondering like, uh, they not mention anything because was, did he get the vaccine released recently? Because, you know, when it comes to that whole thing, I'm all about like, check with your doctor first, I'm like get the vaccine, check with your doctor first. I don't know why that's such a, there shouldn't be any debate with that. I think any anybody who's like, yeah, get the vaccine, check with your doctor first because they might see something where they go, nope, 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 don't do it. Don't do it yet because certain things. That's why I've always, you know, I'm always been like, yeah, do it, get the vaccine. But I would say check with your doctor first. That's all. That's just, that's just me though. But of course, um, Brian Cranston also, uh, he weighed in on it, which was cool because you got to love Brian Cranston. And he said that uh, today I woke up to the news that made uh, me anxious all morning. My friend Bob Odenkirk collapsed last night on the set of Better Call Saul. He's in the hospital in Albuquerque and receiving the medical attention he needs, but his condition is not known to the public yet. Please take a moment in your uh, in your day today to think about him and send positive thoughts and prayers uh, his way. Thank you. So that was from uh, Brian Cranston, who uh, also is a treasure. So it's time to cancel me. Yeah, I know. Am I, am I anti-vaxxer for saying that check with your doctor first? <laughs> is that what we're trying to do? No, no, I'm just saying, you know, because you never want, you never know how people are going to react to it. So 
That was that's all. That's all. That's just get it, but please, uh, get it, get it, but just check with your doctor first. That's all. But um, uh, but anyway. So, but I, you know, I kind of wondered. I'm like, you know, was would did he get that recently? You know, because there's always thoughts about that too. Because a lot of you know, that's always been a discussion of of what's happening with with that and how you know maybe. I mean, most people are reacting to it just fine, of course. That's why it's it's not like the biggest, it's not a big, huge debate, but some people, random people might not react to it. But it sounds to me like maybe he's always had some kind of condition, even though what's great about, if you watch Nobody, he's in really good shape in that movie. I mean, you've watched like Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, you know, he's always been kind of, not like, he's never been like a, you know, overweight dude, but you know, he's a little, maybe a little bit, but when it came to nobody, he got like in serious shape for like, he was all about just, Hey, I'm going to lean up a little bit and get in some shape for nobody. So, I mean, that could have been an aspect of it too, because apparently he was really hitting those workouts hard and maybe he was continuing. And, but like I said, it's, it's most likely maybe it had a lot of, had to do with the heat or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I love the, I love the fact that you guys joke about all that stuff. Yeah. I know. Yeah, but I mean, he was he was in great shape. He definitely was in great shape. So uh, I'm overdue for a cancellation. Yes, I know you can cancel me for that. But hey, like I said, nothing wrong with that, right? Just consult with your doctor first. I think that's that's a good thing. Definitely a good thing. Make sure that everything's all good when it comes to that. And hopefully, like I said, hopefully we'll get another update when it comes to uh, when it comes to Bob. And uh, yeah, protect that man for all it's worth. He is a treasure. He is definitely a treasure. All right, guys. There you go. Those are the topics for today. I know uh, Real Anarchy is uh, starting up right now, so if you head over, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, man. DMs are blowing up. Um, so let me uh, let me get through uh, some of these uh, Twitter questions right here. See what you guys have to say about the Twitter questions. All right. Let's go. Boop, boop. All right, Twitter questions. Mr. Edward, hey, Dave. So with Suicide Squad getting good reviews and seems to be the highest comic book film rated on RT, as a, you know, what if James Gunn announces new projects from him and his team at DC Fandom this year when he promotes Peacemaker? I would not be surprised because I think he said he had other ideas as well. So good, could happen. Good, could happen. Ronak. What's up, Dave? I thought something big was supposed to happen on the Flash sets, but apparently it didn't. Yes, I know. I'm also wondering why didn't Andy post official photo shoot of Ben on IG of random uh, footage? Uh, yeah, instead of random footage. Anything to be worried about? No, I don't think it's anything to worry about. Um, it is It is interesting that he didn't do like the uh, the, ch the chest thing. Maybe he will at the end of the week. That'd be pretty sweet if Andy posted like what he did with... Keaton, Flash, you know, and then, of course, uh, Supergirl. That would be sweet. Uh, Mr. Eric and Blake, regarding uh, the Bat Tank, would you see Batflick using it in the Batman versus Deathstroke film, or would it, that be too much of, for a lower budget? Probably too much. feel they'd apparently be shooting for the flick. By the way, see you uh, on the other Patreons Saturday night. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen this Saturday, but I'll... Maybe, maybe it could happen. Uh, Port, going to a screening of the Suicide Squad tomorrow. Nice to see the movie getting rave reviews. Not sure if the film will be fi a financial success, though. Yeah, that is the next question. What's going to happen? What's going to happen with the uh, financially? Steven Brody. Hey, Dave, seeing that Batflick will suit up in The Flash, contrary to reports, what do you think that means for the future of the DCEU Batman? Well, let's hope that he actually goes, hey, let me just do my my movie, and then that's and then that'll be it for now. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for, but we'll see. We'll see. Ryan, I only see Nolan with Netflix if his films get theatrical release first with an exclusive for them after a successful box office run. That said, would love to see Nolan direct the next Bond film with Cavill or Hardy as 007. I think I would like Hardy to be 007 more than Cavill, to be honest. I know. I'm just saying. Don't cancel me again. 
CK, Cooper Knox. So I take it that Chris Nolan moving to Netflix is part of the Anne with a plan, Sarnoff's master plan. Yeah, fucking, yeah. Kind of makes you wonder, right? Anne with a plan. I got the plan. That's right. We got a plan for all this and blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. But, you know, I'm going to put the kibosh on the air cut and the Snyderverse and all that stuff. She, I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen with her when it comes to, uh, when it comes to, um, um, discovery and stuff like that. Yes. My false scoop. Yes. I, you know, and uh, anytime that I kind of like, Hey, you know, I hear something, I'm like, all right, I'll talk about that. Yep, didn't work out. Sorry guys. You know, it could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse. You know, I could have claimed things that were happening in a movie that didn't happen. And people were cast as characters as they weren't cast. Could have done stuff like that. <laughs> uh, I love you too. Will diesel. I love you too. So there you go, guys. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, of course, tomorrow, no film junkie live. And then, like I said, I'll post to, uh, I'll post who's going to be on the, on the Vox stream this Friday to the patrons. I'll post that first. Of course, uh, everybody will see it Friday morning when I full and post it should be a, should be a, should be a good one. Should be a good one. I'm like I said, I'm like, July just got completely booked up with so many things. It was cra crazy month guys, crazy month. And the fact that I was able to fit that discussion with uh, with with Brian, DJ, Damon, and uh, Patrick. I was so glad that, that that got to be fit in there too, because I wasn't sure exactly when that was going to happen. And we were we talked. I that was like in the process of a couple of months. Um, try to get that going. And I'm, I love the fact that we did it live, and the fact that Stephen and Scott were involved and stuff. So that was just that was just such a fun fun discussion. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens when it comes to next month. Now I got to start planning for next month and stuff, the guests for next month, because I think that's what I kind of did when it came to this month. I just started asking, just started reaching out to people and stuff. I was hoping that I could possibly get people from the Suicide Squad. You imagine if I got James Gunn himself? I mean, he seems pretty active. I might, I don't know, start sending tweets to James Gunn, guys. <laughs> see if we can get him on the Vodka stream. See if he'd want to join that. That'd be an interesting conversation. That'd be kind of cool. So, but yeah, so we'll see what happens. But anyways, guys, like I said, no, uh, this Wednesday, so no show tomorrow, but look forward to, uh, my, my first reaction review of the green Knight. That's what I'm seeing tomorrow night. Look, looking forward to that. I'm actually going, I'm not going to go to the theater over here. I feel like going to the luxury theater over, uh, on the other side of the hill there. I, I feel like having a beer, relaxing and, uh, watching, uh, what arguably could be, you know, what could end up being one of the best movies of the year right there. So looking forward to that. So yeah, make sure you, uh, you hit that like thumbs up Bye, mom. And yes, go giants Bye, Jose and go giants. So, so yeah, make sure you guys, uh, smash that like thumbs up before you leave, hit that notification bell. So you know when I'm doing this, make sure you subscribe, hit the join button, become a member. If you want to do all that, want to become part of the Patreon, do that as well. And then, uh, yeah, also merchandise down below and all that stuff. So I love you guys. And uh, of course, uh, I'll talk to you later. <laughs>